Hello, 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 and welcome. This, my friends, is the Inspire the Vibe podcast, a place to discover and share the compelling and unique stories of business owners like you. Each week, we discuss ways you can build a brand you're proud of, communicate clearly, and grow your business. And our hope is by the end of every episode that you'll feel inspired and encouraged to reach for the stars with your business. This week, we sit down with reality TV star and owner of the Crepe Bar in Tempe, Jeff Chef Kraus. Prepare to be blown away by his infectious enthusiasm, upbeat attitude, and his unique approach to creating positivity in the workplace with just two little words. So are you ready? Let's start getting the results that you want out of your marketing, business, and life. Now, here are your hosts, Inspired co-founders, Amber and Kristen. All right, it's been said that two of the most powerful words in the English language are I am, right? The two words I am. And fearless motivation says, What you say and believe after saying those words can control most, if not all your decisions and shape your life. And if you listen to our last podcast on the power of writing down what you want out of life and intentioning, you'd know we had inspired. We we couldn't agree more, but recently we heard two words that we believe could be just as powerful. Be heard. Be heard is the mantra and the motivation behind Arizona celebrity chef Jeff Krause's philosophy in business and in life. If that name sounds familiar, you've probably seen Jeff on celebrity cooking shows like Chopped, who doesn't love Chopped and pretend they're actually doing it in their own kitchen at times. He was also the runner up on Food Network's Vegas Chef Prize Fight. He owns a crepe bar in Tempe. I think there is a actual Jeff Krause day in Tempe. We'll get into that. And now he's our guest on the Inspire the Vibe podcast. Everyone, please welcome Jeff Krause. Yay. Thank you so much. Hi, Jeff. You applause. You applause. <laughs> that was pretty great. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome, Jeff. So let's dig right in. So we love your mantra, be heard, and cannot wait to hear what it means to you. Oh, man. So that that kind of started because it's a kitchen term or like a restaurant term that you'll hear um, when somebody like a chef calls out an order, you'll hear the cooks say heard. That's Mm -hmm. just a, a matter of just respect and acknowledging what you're asking for. And it came, it came kind of out of nowhere, to be honest with you. Um, I'm sitting in the past, the expo, and that's calling out the tickets. And I have, you know, three cooks set up and we're in one of the craziest, busiest weekend services ever. And one of the cooks just kind of froze. Right. And we're calling, I'm calling out an order. And if, if you, if you've ever seen, if you've ever been to Crate Bar, it's an open kitchen. The reason being is that when I started the food truck in 2010, um, it was the very first full service gourmet food truck to hit the valley. Um, it was the eighth most influential food truck in the country by Huffington Post. It was called Truck and Good Food. Wow. And the idea was to show people what was going on and that it was a food truck, but it wasn't a roach coach. So I wanted to change the, the stigma, if you will, of, of food trucks. So we had an open kitchen. Same thing in, in Crate Bar. Um, you know, the cooks, if you ever notice, a, a lot of the restaurants that are closed off, those cooks never get to see or experience the handoff of food. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the most beautiful part about hospitality or culinary arts, in my personal opinion, um, is seeing, the, seeing the, the expressions and being a part of the front and the front being part of the back. So we're all a group, right? We're all together. All hands on is what we call that. So we're sitting there and this cook is just in the weeds, just way, way behind. And I'm calling out orders and the other two stations are bringing him food. And this, this person is just frozen. So I said, Hey, 
stop. I call this, I call the, and I, I get pretty intense in the kitchen when it's, when there's a lot going on. So it's a much calmer sounding now than it was back then. <laughs> so I'm like, and I just stopped everything. I stopped the whole entire line for moving. And I, and I, I told the two to get off the line and go reset. And I had a one-on-one with the person and you're talking, you're in the championship game. If you think about it like that, the, the Sunday services are intense. Like we have to, we feed a lot of people in a short amount of time. So I looked at them eye to eye and I'm like, right now be heard. And, and it just kind of like, kind of sunk a little bit. And, and after service, we always have like a reflection. We always sit back and huddle and talk about what was great. What was, what was not so great. And it's all about instant feedback for me. And it's also about giving and receiving feedback, right? So here's this intense moment. Service is stopped. The front of the house is like, what the, what the heck is going on? Like, where's our, what, why is the cooks off the line? <laughs> and sure enough, after service, I started thinking about it. And, and it wasn't our slogan for Crepe Bar because Crepe Bar's slogan is, again, something that I value in life. And that's about the attention, paying more attention to our details than that are the actions of our details, more so than our words, right? So it's all about paying attention to the actions. Um, so in that situation, I was like, he told me how he felt. I told him what I was feeling. And then we all looked at it because again, part of the beauty of Crate Bar and, the, and how it runs is that everybody is a part of contributing to something much greater than our individual self. And you don't find that in a lot of restaurants because it's like, you're on the cold station, you're on the hot station, do, 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 do. And part of the reason I got into doing my own thing was because I was in corporate America and I worked for chefs that I didn't have a voice. And for me personally, like I'm more of an artist and a creative than I am a business owner, right? So I would rather do without 50 covers, right? And make, make the less covers much more impactful. So Be Heard started from that. And it basically is an acronym. Um, B, bring your A game. E, earn your successes. And then H, have fun and approach every day with enthusiasm, positive energy, and a genuine excitement. Make that choice, right? E, every role is equally as important as the others. So no one person is better than anyone in my restaurant. And it will, no matter how many crepe bars there will be, that's, that's the thing, right? And then always do your best even when nobody's looking. That's just, again, something I value in life. And then R, reward yourself because you work hard to make a bigger difference, a greater difference. And then D, just do respect. That's kind of the thing. Um, so in that situation where I was like, be heard, I wanted that person to speak up and say what was missing or what was going on and then do a reset. Um, so the B part was like, be present, right? And then heard, it's their time to actually call out what they need so that we can get through the service. Cause it wasn't all about just one station or two stations. It's all about the whole entire flow. So yeah. that's where the heard comes from. That's amazing. There's so much more to it than, I mean, you hear be heard and you can make all the assumptions that are just as good, but then when you get into all the depth and the acronym of it, it's so, so good. And I, I think you know, we talked about this, every restaurant should take on this mantra. And so if you had advice for another restaurant owner as to how to implement that within their restaurant for their staff, what would be your first piece of advice? Oh man, look at your value system as a whole in the first place. Do you know what I mean? One thing about Crate Bar is that we're as authentic as you can get. Um, if we don't make it, 
or if I haven't written the recipe myself, or if we're not doing it, we can, we give, we pay tribute to the people that are, and that's even for my cooks. If they come up with something on the menu, I give them credit. You know what I mean? Um, so I think ultimately for another restaurant or another chef or another, you know, business owner to really, you know, implement that be heard, it's got to mean something to them and their value systems got to line up with that, or it's just faking the funk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very easy to do too. If you see, I don't know what your favorite restaurants are, but if you, if you think about why your favorite restaurant is your favorite restaurant, there's probably layers to that, right. That, that makes up for that to be good. It's not just the food, it's the sound, mm-hmm. it's the aesthetics, oh, yeah. it's the people, mm-hmm. it's the consistency, you know what I mean? It's the vibe. It's the whatever. Yeah. Those places typically have some kind of internal value system that, or a lifestyle that they practice in and out of the restaurant. And that, that to me is everything that I've ever approached in life. It's if it doesn't hit it'll line up with my value system. Yeah. It's not worth doing it, which is what led me into doing my own thing in the first place. I worked, I made fat bank working for corporate America. Uh, I was selling, I was a liaison between sales and operations. And I grew up in a blue collar trailer park. You know what I mean? Um, GED dropped out my high school, my freshman year. Um, but I ended up carrying just like that value system that I learned as a kid and, and evolved even more into graduating from Indiana university and, um, culinary school and traveled all over the world and landed a pretty fat job that paid for my food truck and <laughs> helped funded my restaurant even still today. You know what I mean? But if your value system's out there, ah, just close yeah. it. You know what I mean? Go just jump or something. Cause it's not worth it. If you're not, if you're not really living with a purpose or with intention. I love what you said about living it in the restaurant, out of the restaurant. I feel like that whole bit of advice could be used for any business. And Kristen and I, she lived in San Francisco and New York for a number of years. And so we've had some incredible food. So we have a really high standard. I think we've had some of the, you know, we've gone to some of the best restaurants in the country, wherever we would travel. If we went to Miami, we'd research you know, oh, some yeah. of the best restaurants and go Vegas. Um, and I gotta say my favorite here is restaurant progress. Oh I, man. I, yeah. I, it, it is an experience like unlike anything, it's just rare. It's rare yeah. to have that level of experience, I guess. And also I don't know. That's that's not a slight against anybody here, but it's just, no. it just goes to show like that it's just I feel that when I walk in there from the moment you walk in, everything about the vibe, the food is next level. Yep. It's an amazing experience. He's a special human being, man. He's got grit too, and he knows corporate restaurants. And I remember sitting with him at one of my other favorite places, the shop beer co on, on first and Hardy and man, sitting with him before it was even in, in, in progress, man, he, he built that. That's, that's a true heart and soul. And like, you know what I mean? Like, ah, that's his, that's his thing. And it's, it's glad I'm glad to hear that, hear you say that. Cause it's also one of my favorites because of the, cause of the layers. It's just not a transactional sit down, eat, see you later. He cares about the details. That's awesome. Yeah, he's legit. Jeff, I got a question for you. How has your life changed after being a chef on TV? How did your life change, I guess? Because you've been on you've been on TV a couple of times over the years. But really kind of went what what how did your life change as a result of that experience and that exposure? Yeah, man, it, it changed quite a bit. 
When you're watching yourself on TV, especially with a series that's a month long, man, it makes you really look inside internally about who you are as a human, who you are, like as your, your value principles. Cause I had a fat head. I'm not going to lie. Like when I saw myself on TV, the first time I was like, Shh, I'm the man. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is cool. Cause everybody was coming up and like excited. And I kind of lost my ways a little bit. You know what I mean? Like it kind of, it kind of made things stop for me. You know what I mean? I was chasing something that I never chased. And I, I, I was chasing fame. I was chasing all these things that really don't matter. I still watch it to this day for motivations because it, it makes me a better person. You know what I mean? When I know I can reach um, that kind of audience and show that it's okay to be yourself and be truly you and genuine and you know what I mean? Like vulnerable, man, it's just, it's pretty cool, man. When you know that you can touch someone, you know, from a distance like that, yeah, that's a pretty empower, empowering thing. And it makes me want to be a better human being. I mean, there's, I'm an emotional dude. Like I'll, I, I'm an emotional person. I'm Virgo all the way throughout. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm intense on all levels, but what the show did, which I never do, I never, I never look at the past other than to build for today and tomorrow. But the show, when we got done with the competitions and those days are long, man, they, you talk about it. I'm an early bird and I'm also kind of a night out, but that show taught me how to function at a high level, a championship, NBA finals, whatever, whatever championship level you want to talk about, it makes you that on a regular basis. And there's no slowing down. There's no like mm. practice for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause you don't know really what you're going to get in those baskets or anything. So that, that, that show literally would make me in the interviews would have us living in the, in the past, but be in the present. That shit wrecked me. You know what I mean? I'm like, hold on. My body and my mind doesn't function like that. Cause I'm already <laughs> thinking about, okay, I've got a, you know what I mean? So there were some tears and cries in there. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. That, that kind of is out of context. <laughs> um, and they also made me look like an asshole, but on a few, on a few episodes, which was pretty funny. Um, yep, that's they, just passion. That's just passion, <laughs> Jeff. That's just yeah. passion coming through. You know what I mean? Yeah. So okay. It was, if you, it was pretty great. If you, if we Google Jeff Krause, we're going to see cooking demos. We're going to learn about crepe bar. But for those super fans out there, tell us a fact about you that somebody couldn't find out about you on Google. Oh, man. And it's also part of my big picture. Um, I grew up bowling and I bowled in college and I bowled professionally. And one of my coaches who still is a mentor to me today, um, I would drill bowling balls for her, which is a Hall of Famer, um, professional bowler uh, in Chicago. And her partner, which was the first woman to hit a million dollars in championship winnings, I would drill their bowling balls. So I was a professional bowler and I am a really good ball fitter. Like, wow. <laughs> um, which my ultimate, when I'm a senior, cause I couldn't compete with the way they called them kids. I couldn't compete when I was able to compete on the, on the, on the PBA. But when I'm a senior, I'm going to go back out and I'm going to, I'm going to be the rookie of the year <laughs> for sure. And I'm going to have a cool story because I'll have restaurants. You know what I mean? So maybe I can show them how to have a better lifestyle with their diet. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, you, you've told us in the past that your mom had a really big influence on you. Um, was there a moment with your mom that you could share with us that, that just changed everything for you? Oh man. So my mom passed when I was a freshman in high school. So she, mm-hmm. she passed of cancer. Um, but I remember she, she was just generous, self-giving, um, 
cooking wise, like we just did a lot with very little. Um, she taught me that, but she taught me the principles of hospitality, um, which is one of the reasons that I opened up a restaurant in the first place. Um, you know, I'm going to always have that value system. It's like, it's part of my values. It's something that I, that, I, that is also my love language. Cooking and hospitality is like a love language for me. Um, and that's what she taught me the most, no matter what, like, it doesn't matter who you are, um, where you come from, um, what you've done when it's time to break bread, everyone's going to be able to break bread. Even though I might not give you a seat at my table, I'll still have food for you. You know what I mean? Like there's always going to be enough, enough to share. And that's what she taught me the most about cooking and hospitality. I love that. That takes your talent to a whole new level. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let's talk about food for a second then. So why crepes? Oh, it was, it it sounds like you, well, it sounds like you could have done anything, Mm -hmm. right? Like you could have done anything. So I guess why crepes? And then were there any ideas that were uh, a possibility, but then you went with crepes instead? That's kind of like a two-part question. Yeah. Um, So I had food blogs back in the day and I used to write for Yelp and all that. And I used to write some food journal stuff. So I've always have been writing recipes, even when I was in the corporate world, I went to culinary school right out of, right out when I dropped out of high school, probably a few years later, I went to, went to culinary school, dropped out of that too. Um, But in, in Paris, I had a, I had a culinary trip, just like you two. When I, when I travel, it's, it's based around food. Um, And I went to school at Lino to learn how to make the French cookie, the macaron. And it was in, I don't know exactly where. Um, it was probably on the right bank or something, right? The right bank of the, the higher under arrondissements where they don't really speak English, right? The left side is very touristy friendly. But I had this crate from this dude slinging and off the big griddles that we have. And it was, it was literally why I called the crepe on my menu now the first time. It was also the first time on the food truck. It's a banana Nutella. And I, it just, it just changed my world. And (laughs) and I, and I, and I eat light. Like I eat a lot throughout the day, but this mat, this thing was massive. And I was like, Ooh, and he's watching me. And he literally comes around and was like, is everything good? You know what I mean? And like in French, I don't speak French, but he was just making sure that everything was good. He didn't know me, but he just wanted to make sure that because I wasn't eating the food, that I was satisfied. Mm. And I was like, man, hospitality on a different level. Also knowing that I shouldn't be on the, on that side of the bank, the right bank or whatever, where it's the opposite of the, the tower or whatever. Um, it just changed my mind, it like changed my world. So when I got on the airplane, also throughout the trip, I was just seeking out crepes. And then when I was on the air, when I was on the flight back is when I put together a little menu and it was, it came into what is known now as trucking good food. And it was responsibly feeding the streets and, and that crepe in all reality, I started researching it. I have, there's so much more that I have yet to do with crepes that nobody in the world's doing. Like in all reality, like, like the flavors, the savories, the sweets, um, no one's doing it. Like we're doing it. We have a no waste policy process, like a, like philosophy where no matter what it is, we've got to use it. We gotta, we gotta make sense of it, which is also why our menu is able to be very accessible to a lot of people. Cause we use everything, the crepe chips, so I just started playing like crepes. You can do so much. It's like a tortilla. It's like a flatbread. It's like a wrap. So I was like, man, this is for me as a creative. I'm like, man, I can, I can put together something that no one else has ever done. It allows me more room for error. And it also allows me to, to write a different language for 
what crepes are known for. And that's what it's all about for me. That that's a building that doing that. That's a, that's much more than just me saying what I'm going to do. Like I'm building a legacy through crepes. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And it sounds like that Paris experience then doesn't sound like there were any other ideas. It sounds like after that crepes <laughs> became your love language. You're like, yeah. I speak crepes. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. Cause I'll do, I'm, I'm hired a lot to do private parties. Cause, and I've also been asked by a lot of people do, do a, do a dinner restaurant, do a dinner restaurant breakfast for me is my jam. Also going back to childhood, man, that's like the rise and shine. I'm a morning person. I love mornings. I'm like, Hey, good morning, everybody. And one of the things you'll see at crepe bar is that we take hospitality to the next level and it's genuine. Everyone walks into a high and a buy and leaves with a buy. You know what I mean? Like we, we starting people off in the morning with a, with a great meal and a great drink and really great customer service. And if you, if you have a bad day after that, then that's on you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then dinner, I love being another value of mine is family and friends. And I love supporting other dinners, restaurants more so than me doing it myself. I don't need that. That doesn't make me better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that would be more transactional for me. And I'm, I don't do that vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. Jeff, it, it sounds like you, you took one thing and you're going to win with that one thing in every single way that you can which is so cool for the rest of us to get to benefit from that. And I love what you said about starting your day. I actually was thinking it before you said it, like, wow, if you, if you go in a crepe bar and then you go and have a bad day, then, then that's kind of on you. Right. I totally thought that before you said that's it. That's funny. <laughs> because everything that you said is, it's just, it, it's filling to the soul. You know, everything you've said from the be heard to the hospitality, to how much you love what you do, how much you pour into your staff, it's filling to anyone's soul. Who's going to walk through the door of that restaurant. So that's really cool. So what is the future then for crepe bar? Oh man. So the future of crepe bar, there's so many verticals. There's so much in play right now. Um, we're, we make everything in house and the pandemic kind of made us, you know, pivot, if you will, um, to looking at our internal and, and adjusting. And since then we've added, we've added carryouts and takeaways. We never had our phone on. We never used our phone pre pandemic. We never really did carryouts. None of that was a thing for us. Cause I love the sit down environment. Um, I'd love for you to just enjoy that, that moment. You know what I mean? Um, but now it's a matter of like building off of what I feel like the future of food is. Um, and I'm always wanting to stay ahead of the game. Um, and I think the future of, I know the future of crepe bar is bringing on partners, um, adding, adding more verticals to, to the mix, uh, new brands within our brand. Um, like we make granolas, hot sauces, gourmet salts, like a lot of the intention behind crepe bar um, is literally just kind of exploding into a bunch of different verticals that um, I'm pretty excited about sharing. Um, yeah. And just, just a better, just better. You know what I mean? The future is mm-hmm. just better. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, then we have a lot to look forward to. <laughs> That's cool, Jeff. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for, for joining us um, on our podcast. And, and if our listeners want to latch on to everything Jeff Krause, then how can they do that? Chef Jeff Krause on all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. It's all the same. Chef Jeff Krause. Thank you so much, Jeff. And we wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jeff. 
That's all for this episode of the Inspire the Vibe podcast. Are you feeling inspired? Thank you for listening and a special thanks again to Crate Bar's Chef Jeff Krause for bringing some serious energy this week. We'd love for you to hear more, so please leave us a review and subscribe to the Inspire the Vibe podcast so you can get instant notifications for our newest episodes. And if you're a business owner who's ready to grow your business, feel confident about your brand's image and reach new levels of success, then let's meet. Follow us at Inspire the Vibe or visit inspiredvibe.com. That's inspiredvibe.com. You've given everything to your business and you deserve to see it succeed. Until next time, stay inspired.